Hi guys, welcome to Tell Me About It. If this is your first time here, welcome. Tell Me About It is the show where essentially we leave all things like highlight reels and success stories and girl boss energy at the door and instead solely focus on the shit, the heartbreaks, the rejections, and the obstacles that we all had to endure on our way to where we are today. So our guest today needs absolutely no introduction, as you probably already know. She is none other than the Paris Hilton. Can we just bask in that for a second? I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode because, first of all, she is the icon of all icons. She is really the busiest person I know. Yeah. She's out of town something like 250 days a year. Is it like mostly for her DJ stuff? Yes. She says no to a lot of things, obviously, but she should probably say no more. You know, like she's really like, (laughs) and the thing about it is what I was really surprised by is how many people still believe the character that she created. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people underestimate her and think that she's this airhead, like ditzy, blonde, what does blonde have anything to do with anything, but (laughs) spoiled brat kind of thing. And she couldn't be further from that. Yeah. She's so deep, so real. She is so intuitive and smart and the kindest person. Yeah. I've been obsessed with her, obviously, since like Simple Life, Stars Are Blind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I watched her documentary recently for like the fourth time. And if you haven't watched her documentary yet, pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. Because that documentary, first of all, it's extremely well done, but her honesty and vulnerability in it Oh my God, the layers of trauma and other things that she has endured, you'll relate to so much of it, which you probably would be surprised by. You won't, you wouldn't think that you'd be able to relate to this right. juggernaut of a person, right. you know? She talks about when she went to Provo, that school where she endured all that abuse and kind of unraveling and untangling her life afterward and 20 years later trying to actually confront the trauma and the lasting impact that had on her life. I don't want to give away too much of the interview, but of course, as we talk about all the time on this show, we talked about friendship breakups because, I mean, come on, who who better to talk about friendship breakups than Paris Hilton? Right. She's infamously had friendship breakups with people like Kim Kardashian and Nicole Richie. And again, I think a lot of people would assume that those friendship breakups were very different than your and my friendship breakups, but turns out they weren't and aren't. And I loved picking her brain just about, you know, missing those friends that you've had. Maybe you broke up with a friend that you had since you were born. And so many of your childhood memories are with that person, like her and Nicole Richie, or her and other friends that aren't in the media. I just wondered, like, did she ever regret some of the ways that she handled those friendship breakups? And did she ever mourn those friendships after they ended? Mm -hmm. You know, did she ever look at their Instagram and be like, fuck, I wish that things hadn't gone that way. Right. And how did she deal with that? Mm -hmm. So this interview, I mean, she just delivered in every way. She was so open, so real. And if you're still under that impression that she is anything like the character Paris Hilton, like, of course, she's still hilarious and silly and all those things that we love about that character. But she is also so, so much more. Yeah. So I loved peeling this onion and not to call her an onion, but, you know, <laughs> I really I did. She just from top to bottom was super open and vulnerable and down to like do the TMAI dance. You know, she was like yep. down to talk about all of the shitty things that she's endured in life. And I was just super grateful. 
you're going to love this interview. So without further ado, here is Paris Hilton. Yay! Hi, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to meet you. You too. I feel like you know my whole family. Yes. But, you know. I love your whole family. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing this with me. All good. I'm excited. And tell your family I said hello. I will. I, I love will. your dad. I love your brother. I No, love... they love you. The feeling is mutual. Yes. So I, I watched your documentary. I loved it. I've watched it three times. There's so much to unpack from it. Every piece of it is so beautiful and beautifully done. And you were so honest and vulnerable. But something that really stuck out to me was this idea of the character of Paris Hilton. What was she born out of? A need for perfectionism? Was it a distrust in other people? And when did that all start? Um, You know, I didn't even realize it till I was an adult, but I think that was just all a coping mechanism from, you know, what I'd went through and the abuse that I suffered at Provo Canyon School and Mm -hmm. um, those other types of schools where it was just so traumatic and so painful that I just didn't want to think about it. And um, these people, uh, the staff that worked at these places just would talk down on me all the time. They just, they really beat that into the kids, like just not, not only verbally, like physically, emotionally, psychologically, where they want you to feel like nothing. So, you know, I was made to feel like I was like worthless in there. And when I got out of there, it was just hard to even... I don't know, like interact with people, like look people in the eye. Like I was very shy. I was very reserved. I was, you know, so used to when it's hard to even describe it in these places. They're just, it's so controlling and so scary. And just the tactics they use, I think it just really kind of, I don't know, messed with my mind where I just didn't want to think about it. I didn't talk about it. It took me 20 years till I did my documentary to even say it out loud because um, it was just that traumatic. So I think I just kind of developed this kind of like fantasy Barbie, perfect life character. So I could kind of pretend to live in that dream world and not have to think about the nightmare I went through. Right. Sort of a form of like disassociation. Yes. And then with the simple life that just like compounded even more, it was like, okay. And I didn't realize, you know, they asked me to do the show. It's like the first type reality show. Like I have no idea what I'm getting myself into no idea it's going to be such a huge success and that I'd have to continue doing that character season after season. Right. Because everyone fell in love with that character and you're like, shit, now here I am and I don't know how to unravel this person, persona Mm -hmm. I've created. So what is your relationship like with the character Paris Hilton like today? And is the goal to shed her at some point and be your authentic self? Or do you feel like they're, she's part of you now? For me, you know, it will always be a part of me. It was part of the beginning of my brand. And it's the fun, kind of like silly part of me because it's not, a. there's nothing bad about it. Like, no. yes, I was being silly. Like I'm not a dumb blonde. I'm just very, very good at pretending to be one. You have an incredible sense of humor as well. Thank you. So yeah, I think it was just, um, it's a fun side of me that I sometimes like I'll go back to when I get a little bit shy like my voice will get a little bit higher like my voice in real life is actually much lower which people don't realize it unless they're friends with me um so I kind of like see it's been like an armor for me and like a mask and like something that is like really I don't know help me go through a lot of hard times and bring me happiness and bring a lot of other people happiness and 
you know, make people laugh and smile and yeah. you know, lots of different emotions. <laughs> I think that, but I think that's a beautiful way to look at it rather than have disdain or resentment for having to create this, you know, this armor for yourself. You're kind of like, well, she did me, she helped me a lot before I was really ready to talk to people and come out of my shell and confront a lot of the things that I had to. But mm-hmm. something that you said really stuck out to me, my friends know the difference. So tell me, in your early friendships and relationships, when you first were out of the school from 18 on, were you Paris Hilton the character in those friendships? Or were you, did you turn it off every day? Or was it 24-7 all the time? No, with my real friends, I was myself. Just anytime I was in public or a camera would be around or something like that, then mm-hmm. the character would come on. But and then all my friends would like laugh at me and be like... Like your voice does not sound like that. Like, why are you pretending to be dumb? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like all the girls from Provo (laughs) that you like reunited with were like, I looked, I watched the TV and I was like, she knows how to mop. She knows how to do all these things, but it's just Mm -hmm. this affect you put on to protect yourself. So a lot of our listeners are in their twenties, are women in their twenties. And something that comes with the territory of being in your twenties is dealing with friendship breakups, friendship ebbs and flows. And you've had some of the most infamous friendship breakups in history. So I figured you were the perfect person to ask some advice for our listeners, because I think a lot of people would assume that your friendship breakups and issues were specific to being this megastar and all of that and and maybe different from a normal person's. But I have a feeling some of the themes are very similar. So when you were in your 20s, was there a common theme to your friendship breakups? For me, you know, I think anyone who I would like would have a friendship breakup with in the media, those were mostly just stories people were inventing. There's so many people where, especially the media, they loved pitting women against each other. Yes, it happened do. all the time. Like I'd be on the cover of all these magazines and Paris feuding with so-and-so people who I'd never met before in my life. So I feel like a lot of the things that have happened in public, people you know, are not reading like actually the real truth. It's just exaggerated versions because that's what sells papers and sells ads in these magazines. And, you know, that's just how the world is, unfortunately. But in my private, like uh, friendships that weren't in the media with my friends who are not in the industry, like I went through a lot, you know, back then just getting hurt, people using me, Um, just wanting to be around just to like get into places or like be photographed or um, kind of stealing from me, trying to like steal my boyfriends, like just really shady things have happened to me like in my past because I just, you know, was surrounding myself with with not some good people who Mm -hmm. didn't have the good intentions and they didn't really love me as a friend. They were just out for themselves. So I've learned so much. Like I used to have like millions of friends and now it's just like such a a small group i've cut out so many people because i just life is too short i don't know the answer to this myself and quite frankly i've screwed up so many of my own friendship breakups and have feel bad about the ways i handled it whether i ghosted or did it over text message how have you handled your friendship breakups or mishandled them in the past and what do you think looking back I hate confrontation. Me too. And I think I, I'm, I don't I, like, I'm just a very shy person. I do not, I don't like raising my voice. I don't like fighting. I don't, I don't know. I'm like not the type of person that like will confront it or even bring it up. Like I'm the type that I'll just like pretend like I don't know and mm-hmm. like try to like 
like in my mind, I'm like, this person's really not my friend, but I'm too embarrassed to like tell them I know what they did. Right. Um, Because I'm such a detective as well. So I will find out everything. Yeah, you really are good at that kind of stuff. (laughs) Like you, the spy cams, you've got it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've always been just like an investigator because I feel like, I don't know, just smart to cover all your bases and maybe Mm -hmm. just again, what I went through in my childhood. I just don't trust anyone. Yeah. I don't know. I wish that I, I feel like there were some friendships that, you know, back in the day where I like, I missed them. And it was like, it was such like a silly thing, but you know, then life moves on and then you just like forget. So I don't know, like looking back, I feel like there's some friendships that I wish that I would have, you know, had the courage to be like, just talk about it instead of ignoring the problem and just like forgetting about it. And I don't know. Is that how you did it most of the time? Just like a gradual removal of yourself? Yeah. Or someone would do something really bad to me, then I would just be like, just never call them again, like block their number, ignore them if I saw them. But it's so awkward to like sit down with someone and be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. You know, it's so much easier to just like remove (laughs) yourself, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Right. Right? Like, it's hard. It's awkward. So, but with those friendships, like, I have some friendships that they've been my friend since I was born, but then, like, because of the ways I've changed or they didn't allow me to change or they did something to me or whatever. And that's a really hard thing to mourn is a friendship because there isn't a lot of material or advice out there for that. Did you ever have to mourn certain friendships? And how did you deal with that kind of grief? Yeah, I think everyone has been through that where you've been, you know, sad about a friendship ending, even if they had done something bad to you. But you like think about like, I don't know, you go back and start looking at old photos and you're like, oh my God, we had so much fun in Vegas or like Ibiza. That was such Mm -hmm. like a sick trip. And just like start thinking about all that. And that just makes you sad. Like that, you know, one instant could just like ruin everything. Mm -hmm. So I think it just really depends on the situation. Like I think if someone does something with your boyfriend or your fiance or husband or something like that, that is unforgivable. Like that's beyond. Um, Thank God I haven't had to deal with that since like high school or something. (laughs) Um, But I think other things, like some things could be something that's maybe a a rumor that someone else made up because they're jealous of your friendship and want to be closer with you. I don't know. I've had a lot of people do weird things like that to me as well. So it's just, it's a really hard thing, but I think it's important if it's someone that you really, really love and care about to do something because I feel like otherwise you'll think about it. Yeah. Like I'm sure now you are at the point in your life where a lot of those people have come back into your life and you've had a chance to kind of reconcile any of those loose ends that were left. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I am so busy with work and (laughs) everything. Like it's not even normal. Like seven days a week, I do not stop my husband's the same way as well. And we're just always together. So I don't even have time to like see all my friends like I used to. Like I used to go out almost every night and now I only work. Right. But but <laughs> no, but that's, of course, your schedule is completely unrelatable because Paris is out of town 250 days a year or something insane like that. But I, I think a lot of people can relate to the loneliness of being an adult and being in friendships because like now you have to make, you know, scheduled meetups for coffee with friends that you maybe just used to normally just like spend all day and night with, you know, so it can be really lonely. How do you keep in touch with your friends like over FaceTime and text and stuff? Mm, Yeah. Like texting. Yeah. Even text. Like I just, 
I'd hardly look at my phones because it just, it's so much is happening that it's like, it's, it's a lot. So I think I just like go on Instagram and like, I like yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is God, the modern like way. No, <laughs> no, you're so, you trust me. I am relating so much to this over the years. What have you found more stressful friendship relationships or romantic relationships? More stressful. Um, yeah. Definitely in the past, romantic relationships were very stressful, like back in the day. Yeah. Just because some guys are just so shady, especially in this town. And yes. you just cannot trust them. And they just, I, I'm so happy I married like a sweet nerd who's not from LA. He's like from a little Marry small town. Marry the sweet nerd. Marry yes. the sweet nerd, please. That's my advice. Yes, seriously. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Like it's someone who's just like, doesn't like these bad boys and like guys who think they're cool or hot or like an actor or model or I, I don't, I just, yeah. I'm so happy I'm with someone normal who's not in the industry. <laughs> when, how long did it take you to, to learn that? <laughs> my whole life, you know, this is like, I've, you know, I think everyone, especially growing up, like you're, you want like the bad boy, you want like that, like the, I don't know that not the danger, but like that feeling like, oh, they're cool. But when right. you think about it, it's just not worth it. Right. What's your <laughs> one piece of advice for someone who maybe knows they need to get out of a bad relationship, but doesn't feel worthy or like they'll survive this? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your advice? Well, I think definitely in relationships, I feel like there's been so many times, like when I was a teenager and like when I was younger, where I, when we'd break up, like even a I would break up with them. I would just be so sad and be like, I don't know, just like, it, not like the world's over, but sort of like you yeah. know, that feeling that's like so heartbreaking and you're just like crying and you're just so, just feel so sad. But then like now, like there's so many people I look back, I'm like, thank God, like a good riddance. Like, I can't believe I even cared for a second. So I feel like there's a lot of things that will happen in your life that you think are hurtful at that point. But I think most things in life happen for a reason and people will stay in your life for a reason if you have that good feeling and they are good to you. But some things bad don't stay in it because you think, oh, I'm going to be alone. And, you know, this is the only one I'll ever love, like, because it's it's not like that. It's not the end of your story. I no. love that. Okay, that's a perfect place to end. I have to let you go. But thank you so much. Seriously, you're incredible. Oh, I love you. We need to do this again. We need to I do would a love long to. one. You need to come to the house and we'll do it. I would love that. I would love that so much. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Like, congratulations on this. Thank and you. I'm so happy we finally got to do it. Me too. Hopefully it won't be the last time we meet. No, we're but. definitely 100%. <laughs> okay, 100%. I cannot wait. Bye. Love you. Thank you. All right, honey. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. And that was Paris Hilton, guys. I mean, are you just so in love with her after like I just think that she has so much depth and so much to say that was truly the tip of the iceberg like there was so much more I wanted to unpack with her but I really feel like this podcast is a great supplement to her documentary which I really urge you guys to watch I have no dog in this fight no reason to promote it but it's really good and really shows a side of her that I don't think we get to see often 
And there's so much work that she's doing in terms of schools like Provo and other schools that are abusive to children and teens. So follow her work with that too. It's all on her Instagram, as are her pictures of her amazing dogs, who I'm like so jealous of, I want to steal. And that's it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope to see you guys back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.